up? This is Caroline with the CWC podcast, where we believe that life without your favorite foods is not worth living. I'm going to be talking a lot about my journey to food freedom, and of course, I will always keep it real by sharing the good, the bad, and of course, the ugly. Welcome back. And today, let me get situated. There we go. I have to sit like a little back from my desk so that I don't shake everything. I just left the hair salon. So my hair, I have to like, I'm pulling it forward. <laughs> Cause I have the ring, we call it the ring. Like when you get your hair dyed, you have that ring around the crown. <laughs> And it looks ridiculous for a few days until it blends and you get it all washed off your skin. Anyway, might have been smart just to do an audio podcast today. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are listening and not watching. No, I don't want to say that. Um, anyway, today I want to talk about situational eating. Um, situational eating is something that I did for a very long time. I say that all the time. It's basically attaching a feeling or an emotion to a situation and then allowing yourself to indulge, which is fine. I'm interjecting. That's fine. But you can get so attached to that situation and like needing something to fulfill that feeling of being in that situation. And most of the time it's food, alcohol. Um, I'm going to tell you how this like spiraled and became a huge problem in my life. Um, and this was after my Taco Bell days. So I guess I'll go ahead and talk about it. It's fresh on my mind. Um, I've told you guys how I, I don't know if I have yet. I used to get drunk and act like an idiot, like a complete asshole. <laughs> it was like my MO for years. And, you know, some of my friends stopped hanging around me because of that. And, you know, my husband was always the one that reaped him or my sister. They were the two that always like got the brunt of everything. They got the worst part. So like I could go out and be with my friends and act all crazy and get drunk and be stupid and have fun. And then at the end of the night, it was like, a dark side of me came out and I'm not one of those people who can drink and get nice and have a great time and like be jovial with everybody. I am exactly the opposite. So the further down that path I go regarding alcohol, I, I would become mean and hateful. I don't know why my dad is the same way. It brings out like a, it's something in our genetic makeup, but it makes us like hateful, angry people. And you know, over the years I've learned, like, I can't drink like that. It never turns out good. So for a long time, what would happen is, <clears throat> and I was so, I was so fixated on when I would get drunk, I would want, I would like plan it in my head before I would even like partake. Where am I going to eat later? What are we going to, where are we going to stop? It had to be Taco Bell or some other crap ass food that was going to make me feel like complete shit, like fat fillies, like cheese steaks or buffalo wings or cheese tots with like eight gallons of ranch on them. Like that is what I would want. And I knew that going into the night. So like in my head, 
And I'm going to tie this in with like how your mindset is so important when you start any sort of a journey. Um, obviously, now I'm explaining how negative it can be on your journey. So when I was on this like crazy path, as I like to call it, you know, go out, get drunk. And then I was like, okay, I have to eat like Taco Bell. It has to be Taco Bell. Well, a lot of the times, like if we weren't near a Taco Bell, Josh would be like, well, let's go somewhere else. I'm like, no. Well, so, you know, when you're so drunk and you like lost all sense of reasoning, I would be so mean about it. I'm like, no, we have to go to Taco Bell. And it was like, even beyond the point of like me really wanting it or needing it, I just, it was in my head and that's where we were going. And everyone else was going to suffer if we didn't go there. And for a long time, I would just insist. I would either take my car and drive. Yes, I know like this is terrible, but like I would take my car and drive up the street to Taco Bell to get it myself. And then at one point, I'll never forget this night. I came home. I was out with my girlfriends and Josh was home. So I came home and I was so drunk and I walked in and just started spewing all this like hateful things to him. And I was like, I'm going to Taco Bell, like grab my keys. And of course he was like, the fuck you are like, no, you're not. You're hammered. You're not driving anywhere. So I was like, yes, I am. Like, you're not stopping me. So I went to go grab the door, our back door to our garage. And I like grabbed it. Like my hand was around the door at the top and he went to shut the door, not knowing my hand was like, this all happened so fast. It was literally a matter of seconds. He he just got up and slammed the door. Well, my hand, my fingers were in the door. And so it smashed the fuck out of my fingers. And I, of course, you know, being drunk, everything is like 10 times more dramatic. So I start, like I fall on the floor. I start wailing, crying, like making a huge deal. Well, he called my sister <laughs> He was like, I'm so done dealing with you. He called my sister and I, I guess I was on the phone with my sister for like two hours, like sobbing and <sighs> ridiculous. Li reliving these times, man, really makes me feel like a winner. <laughs> Hopefully you guys listening, you've had times like this too, of just really feeling super proud of yourself. Oh man. Um, that's what I used to do all the time. I, and I don't even know how my husband is still <laughs> with me. I don't. Oh, man. Good grief. It's taking me to talk about these times is literally make it's taking me back to that scenario of being in that crazy space. And that, you know, in the beginning, when I'm talking about situational eating, this is more of like, I would just uber focus on something. And if it didn't happen, I wasn't okay. Like I had to make it happen no matter what, even if it wasn't good, I would just make it happen. And I, I did this, you guys, this was something that went on for a long time. This was not like a couple time thing. And so my husband got very used to this behavior. I, again, I don't know how he like, didn't just be like, get the hell out of here. Like kick rocks. You are fucking crazy. But I mean, he's called me crazy on many a time, but I just, the craziness of getting so out of my own mind and then being very like belligerent and demanding is weird now because I don't act like that anymore. Thank God. But it was just that like hyper focus. I'm still like this in a good way. So like hyper focused of, 
you know, like I said, when I wanted to start this podcast, like I was like, okay, it's going to be done next week. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get the equipment. I'm going to get the mic. I'm going to get it set up. I'm going to learn how to use GarageBand. I had a significant help from, you know, Mary, um, and JJ on like getting everything set up with the lights, but I, it, it was not an, not an option for this not to happen. Not an option. It was happening. I'm not spending, I'm someone who like, when I set my mind to something, it's going to happen. It's going to be fucking done. I'm not spending weeks fucking simmering on it. When I make a decision, I go. I, well, I, I, I digress. I take that back. Not all the time. There's times where it takes me a while to get to a point of making a decision on something. But once I've made the decision, it's pretty much done and it's going to happen. You can bet your ass on that. Um, so you've seen now I've explained like the bad side of that and then the good side of that. Now I want to kind of like interject a little bit and talk about situational eating a little bit more. And a lot of women struggle with this. And essentially it is, oh, we're going to go to the movies tomorrow. That means I have to eat popcorn and candy. Not necessarily. It, it does not mean you have to eat popcorn and candy just because you're going to the movie theater. And, and you know, brands and marketing companies, they play into this. Oh, you got to get that big buttery popcorn. You got to get that ice cold soda. You got to get those gummy bears and mix them in with your popcorn. Man, I'm, it's making me hungry right now. They know what they're doing. But you get this in your head of I'm here. This is what we do here. No. And when I started my journey, I was like, I noticed all of these like things th jumping out at me, these marketing campaigns. I suddenly noticed them everywhere because I was all of a sudden not allowed to have these things on my plan. So I'd pull up to quick trip and I would see like a big juicy hot dog on the window. And I'm like, Oh, I'd give anything to have that big juicy hot dog right now. <laughs> and I started getting angry. Like they're just like, it's like a mind fuck everywhere I go. It's like all this food I can't have. Like why is this life? It's so unfair. Like I'm on this diet trying to make myself look good and feel better. And everywhere I go, I'm like inundated with like, but you really need this warm chocolate donut. You need it. It's going to make your life so much better. I'm like, Oh, it really would. It's just so fucked up. So, but I want to really drive home in this episode. You are in full control of your actions every single day, especially with the food you eat. So here's what I'm saying. When I was on my plan and I was doing really good and I was making progress, I didn't want to fall off track, but I still wanted to go to the movies. I still want like going to the movies by myself is like, it is like one of my most favorite things to do. I used to make make it a thing to where at least once a month I would go see a movie by myself and it was fucking glorious. And for the first part of my journey, I was like, okay, I don't have to have nachos. I don't have to have something like I had to get really comfortable with the fact that I didn't have to have something just to make the experience. The experience was still great, even without indulging in those foods. So what I started doing is I would go to like fresh market or whole foods and I would get like little spring rolls or I'd get like a thing of sushi. Um, <clears throat> I would get something that would fit into my plan and I would take it with me and I would eat during the movie. And it was really crazy. The first time I did it, I was like, this is going to suck. This is, this just sucks. It just sucks without like stadium cheese and chips and jalapenos. It sucks. And it didn't. It was like almost more satisfying because I was on my plan. I was still eating a meal. Like I was still, there's something about eating a meal while watching a movie. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> 
and I never really felt like I was missing out. And we attach these feelings to these scenarios and then we think we have to have it a certain way. We have to eat certain things if we're doing these certain things to feel a certain way and you don't. You don't. Detach that emotion. Like, take it out of the equation. And here on the flip side, I also want to say that it's okay to go to the movies and have nachos if you want. That's fine. I got so preoccupied because I'm all or nothing in the beginning, you know, I can't have nachos. I can't have nachos. So I just got in the habit of like grabbing food and going and eating different food when I was at the movie theater. And then once I started the community and started like driving home, like how I don't think that you should restrict certain items ever. Like if you do want to go to the movies and have nachos, make it fit into your day. So that was really where I feel like I started to see the light. Like, okay, I'm not restricting. I've done the discipline game. I've played that game long enough. I have gotten really good at it. I've really, I've done it so long that I feel like I know now I'm in full control of my mind, my body, all of that shit. I know the game. I know how to play it. So now how do I get my brain to be okay with, you can have these certain things, just make it fit. So I started doing that. I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go to the movies today. I'm going to have nachos. I want nachos. Like I, that, I want nachos and I want a bunch of jalapenos on them. And I always have to have extra cheese. And I bring my kombucha because I've stopped drinking. I don't drink pop anymore. If you guys are pop drinkers, that is like the first thing I always say, like if you ever want to make a step in the right direction and you have nowhere to start, if you are a pop drinker, stop drinking pop. Um, it's just, it's pure sugar. And I know that like for, for most, for me, it was like that busy. I used to drink Dr. Pepper every day. I was drinking like three a day. I was like, how am I ever going to give up Dr. Pepper? Like, I don't understand. Like I'm going to get a caffeine withdrawal headache. And I, you know, I didn't really think much about the sugar content, but I had to have something else that like replaced it and kombucha replaced Dr. Pepper and kombucha is like my most favorite thing. Now I know some people like think it's gross, but like it's fucking bomb and it's got a bunch of probiotics and electrolytes and like really good shit for your gut in it. Yes, they're expensive, but that's like my thing. That's my one thing. That's my splurge. I drink like half of a bottle every single day and it gets that fix that carbonated. I I, I love carbonated things. So that's what I would do. And I would grab my kombucha and take it to the theater and get my nachos. And I started just fitting it into my day around my macros. And shockingly, here's where like you're going to have your mind blown is when you start tracking macros, you start understanding that some things that maybe were marketed to you, like this is the end all be all will make you gain so much weight that you can't see straight like a cinnamon roll or I don't know, macaroni and cheese or pasta. Like I still have clients who are deathly afraid to eat carbs, deathly afraid. Like they won't eat bread. They won't eat pasta. And I'm like, a bagel has like 10 grams of protein, a bagel, a fucking bagel. Eat the fucking bagel. It's not that bad. It's really not. It's like 50 grams. Yes, it's a little high in carb, but that's the main thing I see is women are so terrified to eat carbs because they've been inundated that carbs are terrible and they're gonna make you fat and they don't like no food will make you fat an excessive amount of a certain food can make you like gain weight but 
we got to stop looking at things certain ways. Like I always, always say, and I'm going to say this throughout this podcast, it's going to be so part of what I always talk about is get out of that box. Like everybody has this box that they think things have to be. That's all these like restrictive diets. They're in a box. Keto has you in a box. Can't have carbs. It's part of the deal. You want to be keto. You got to be a part of the keto club. Can't have carbs. They're, they're putting you in a box and you're locked in this box. Same thing with like the whole 30. There's certain foods you cannot eat on the whole 30. I could go on like every diet. There's a box they're putting you in. What I try to preach on in CWC is get out of that fucking box. Knock the walls down. There's no box. Stop trying to live in a box. There's no restrictions. It's quite simply moderation. That's it. The fact that I'm sitting here preaching about moderation is still not lost on me. The irony is still not lost on me. Like I still laugh hysterically sometimes that I am talking to others about being like practicing moderation. (laughs) When I was literally the queen of the opposite for my whole life, no one came to me for diet advice. No one, none of my friends. They came to me for the best place to get cheese fries. They sent me, I mean, I had random people used to message me on Facebook and be like, where's the best place to get buffalo wings? Where's the best blue cheese in town? Like, I'm not, I still have people message me for that. But that's what I was known for. I had like a food blog for crying out loud. I was not the person people came to for diet advice or like, like what's going to fit here? What can I have here that will still keep me on track? I was not that person. (laughs) So it's funny that I'm still like talking about it anyway. Um, I've just figured it out. I figured out the game. It's a game. Like everything in life, it's a fucking game. And I figured it out and I know how to play the game now. So like since COVID started, you know, I've been not eating as good as I need to, but I've still stayed on plan. I've not on plan. I've still hit my macros. We'll say that. I need to be eating more whole foods right now. I'm like, my protein is mainly coming from like collagen peptides and protein powder but I don't give a fuck. It's keeping me on track for the time being until I can kind of get somewhat of a sense of normalcy, i.e. moved and like not having to worry about stage of house. And like, you know, next week I'm getting my boobs taken out. Like there's a lot in the air right now. So I'm like, again, I am not using this as, okay, I have a lot of shit going on right now. I do like, there's a lot going on. I'm not uh, allowing that to just say, okay, I'm just going to be batshit crazy with my meals. I'm not going to do anything right now because I can't, I don't have the capacity. There's a lot of things I'm not doing right now because I don't have the bandwidth, but my meal plan is something I know I can always control. Like that's something I know now that I am in full control of no matter what is going on around me. And you need to know that too. You're in full control of everything you put in your mouth every day. Do you eat three times a day? You're in control every three times that you sit down and put food into your mouth. Every time you take your spoon and dip it in something, you're making a choice. So when you really think about it like that, you know, let that empower you. You are in full control. So if you're mad that you did something, you can't really be mad at it. You made that choice and you knew at the time you were making that choice. Like that is where I went crazy for so long because I would just continuously make really terrible choices and I'd be mad about it. But I was never mad at myself. I was always like, this isn't fair. Life's horrible. I can't lose weight. All I have to do is eat lettuce and I don't want to eat lettuce. Like, I mean, I said that for years and like, I never took accountability. Was that the right word? Yeah. Is that the right word? Took account. Yeah. 
for my own actions and my own shit, all my choices. I never, it was never me. It was always, life is unfair. And, you know, I'm getting off track here, but I want to continue talking about the situational eating of just like, get out of your head. Your mindset is so important. You don't realize when you even, I tell my girls, even when you're like meal prepping, you're physically prepping food, you're mentally prepping. At, you're not, may not realize it. You prepping like grilled chicken and like making some potatoes or like cooking a big batch of rice for the week, you're mentally telling yourself, this is what you're gonna eat this week. These are the foods that are gonna be on hand for you to stay on track to reach your goals. You're mentally ahead of the game. And when you tell your mind to do something, a lot of the times it's pretty hard to get it off of that track because your mind is already on a track of this is what we're going to do. This is what's going to happen this week. So situational eating back to that is, okay, you don't have to have something just because you're at a certain place. You don't have, you know, just because you're going to a restaurant that's a buffet that has everything doesn't mean you have to eat an exorbitant amount of food just because you're at a buffet. Just because you go, and this is one that I struggled with for years. If I went, and this, in the beginning of my journey, I was a recluse. I didn't, I didn't leave my house. I didn't hang out with my friends because I knew if I went to a restaurant, I would not stay on plan. I knew because in my eyes, if I sat down at a restaurant, why would I order something healthy? Why? If I'm at a place that has buffalo cheese fries on the appetizer menu, why the fuck am I going to order salmon and rice? And it didn't happen. So I knew that about me. I knew I wasn't strong enough. So I didn't, like, you can ask Josh, I didn't leave the house. And then it, that was the point where my sister was like, you can't just, you can't just live in your house and board it up and like, just to stay on a diet. Like, do you see how ridiculous this is? And I didn't, I didn't see how ridiculous it was. I was like, I just got to stay on plan. I just got to stay on plan. Stay away from me. Don't show me food. Don't send me pictures of food. It was weird. I did this for a long time. Um, very touchy with like, I don't want to see a picture of food. It triggered me. And now I laugh at that and I'm so on the other side of it and it's so glorious. And this is, this is my life's passion to show every woman and every man that you don't have to obsess about food like that. You're by obsessing about food for years. I literally was handing it control of my life. Here you go. Food controls every decision I make or don't make. And it's so silly. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. You're in control. You're the one that is in control of grabbing a donut and putting it in your mouth. And the, the kicker is there's a lot of people preaching this. You're in control. Don't make that bad decision. Here's where we're different. Here is how I do things differently. Nothing is bad or good. You pick, you making the choice to pick up a donut doesn't mean you're a bad person. You making the choice to pick up a donut and eat it doesn't mean a, that donut is bad. That is the kicker. So don't just embody the fact that you can make a choice every time you eat. Embody the fact that there's nothing good or bad about that choice. It's a fucking choice. Just do it and own it. So I tell my clients, they'll say, hey, I, um, we went out to dinner the other night and I, I went ham on some pasta and I had like so much fettuccine Alfredo, I couldn't see straight. And I'm like, great, how was it? And they're like, it was so good, but I feel so bad now. I'm like, why do you feel bad? Why do you feel bad for eating, a, for eating food? Do you see where we've come as a society? Why do you feel bad for eating food? And then she's like, well, I just, I feel like I'm gonna have to go to the gym now and like really work it off and I've gone so far backwards. And I'm like, 
A, one dish is not gonna ruin your progress. It won't. But I know you feel like it is. You, you feel like it really will. I know that feeling. I still have those feelings and I have to silence them. The most important thing I always want them to take away from a situation like that is to not guilt over a decision they made. I really would like for you to enjoy it. If you're gonna choose to have pasta, I want you to fucking enjoy it. Eat it slowly, take every bite and really enjoy it. And then be okay with that decision and then get right back on plan. Eating pasta for one night in the middle of the week does not warrant a free-for-all till Sunday night and then you start back on Monday. That's the most important thing I think I've instilled in this community of women. Just because you mess up Wednesday doesn't mean that Thursday through Sunday is a free-for-all. It doesn't. You can think it does. It doesn't. The quicker you get back on track and not restrict, here's another kicker. That doesn't mean Thursday is, I'm not eating any fats or carbs today to make up for my pasta explosion last night. No. You just go back to eating the way that you regularly would eat. That was the hardest thing for me to really understand. I was like, oh, I don't want to eat my regular food. I ate so much yesterday. Like, I don't want to eat all my carbs today. But I, I just did it over and over. I just got back on plan. I just kept getting back on plan. And I kept eating what I was supposed to eat that next day. And I kept going to the gym. I didn't do anything different. I wasn't punishing myself with hate cardio. I wasn't, I wasn't restricting that following day to where I was like dizzy because I was so depleted. Like I, I wasn't doing those things. And that was when everything changed. I realized that our bodies really do adapt to the way we treat them mentally, like the things that you say, as well as physically. So a big part of our program is self-love and self-talk. And what are you saying to yourself? Even if you're not saying it out loud, what are you thinking when you're eating something that you deem as bad? What are you thinking? I can tell you because I've been there. I used to wait till Josh would go shower and I would like shove food in my face at the speed of light because I didn't want him to see it. And then... And then I would say, why am I doing this? I'm like shoveling it in faster than I can think. And it's not even, I'm not even enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, stop. When I'm measuring and like kind of being, being pretty mindful about portions, especially with desserts, ice cream, for instance, when I measure out my ice cream and my hot fudge, whatever I'm having, it's so much more enjoyable and I'm eating it slowly and it's not this like race to just hate eat or I don't know. Like, I don't know why we do that, but I used to do it too. I don't know. It's very weird, but bottom line is situational eating is very, very real. And it's all, it all starts up here. It all starts in your mind. Got to have this thing. If I'm going here, I got to eat this. No, not necessarily. I would say step number one would be to just remove all the labels, like take all the labels off of food. Food is not good, food is not bad, food is food. You are in full control of making every single choice every time you eat something. And that's it. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up here. I will see you guys in episode eight and we're gonna start having guests soon. So it's not just gonna be me sitting here yapping. It, I'm gonna have guests on, it's gonna be really cool and exciting. Um, I'll be on to tell you all about my surgery next week as soon as that is done and I am healed and that's it. I will see you guys later. Thank you for checking out the CWC podcast. If you wanna learn more about our community, make sure to check out the show notes.